we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. Short for AFR, AFR, American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the program. My name is Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the Core each weekday. We have our um, usual host as well, Rick Green. He's typically in on Tuesdays and Thursdays, except for this week. I'm with you most of the week. Rick will actually be with you on Friday. Uh, so Rick and I both uh, rotate hosting the show, but I'm your primary host here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday most weeks. And uh, Rick comes in on, on, on most weeks, Tuesdays and Thursdays. This week he's going to be in on Friday, but... Uh, I'm with you today on the show. It's good to be with you. If you want to watch the show, you can do so by going to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. That's the URL. Once you land there on our homepage, you'll be uh, prompted to either log in or set up an account. So if you already have a login for our streaming platform, that's great. Go ahead and enter your email and password. If you don't, that's okay. Click the sign up button. Takes you just about a minute or two. Type in your email address, your preferred email and password, and then that will create you an account. And then you'll have immediate access to our streaming platform. We are offering a live streaming option now right there on our platform. So you can watch the core in real time right there on our streaming platform for free under the free account option at streaming.afa. Net. So go there and check it out. Go ahead and create you an account and, uh, and and take advantage of that great content there. So if you just want the audio, that's that's all right. You can go to AFR.net still, AFR.net, and uh, live stream the audio there as well. So multiple ways to keep up with the show. We're on Facebook, on the course Facebook page, live streaming video there uh, too. So we make this available on multiple platforms, podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Well, uh, we're in uh, Psalm chapter 32. We're going to have some special guests today. We're going to have Patty Garibay with uh, American Heritage Girls, frequent guest of the Corps. We're going to have on Mark Hancock with the Trail Life USA, which is the uh, partner ministry of uh, American Heritage Girls. So you got American Heritage Girls for all the women, because after all, there are two sexes, right? <laughs> and then you have Trail Life USA, which is for the men. For the young men, for the boys. So we got those two um, um, relative uh, entities. And so we're going to interview both of their directors today in two different segments, uh, second segment and third segment. So you're not going to want to miss that. We'll uh, see what what is going on with uh, tr- uh, Trail Life USA and American Heritage Girls. Psalm chapter 32 is where we are this week. Psalm chapter 32. David says in verse 1 and 2, let me open it up here. He says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. 
That's what David says here in verse 1 and 2 of chapter 32. And so can we have our sin covered? Can we make uh, be in a place where the Lord counts against us no iniquity? Can we have our transgression forgiven? The answer is yes, but it's only through one mean. Through the saving work and the saving power of Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus says when questioned by the Pharisees and by the disciples and others, how one how how can one be saved? And Jesus says, believe that I am the Son of God. That's what Jesus says. And so uh, uh, other parts of Scripture, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody goes to the Father except through me. And so there is but one means for salvation, and that is belief in Jesus Christ for eternal life. That is how uh, we have our sins forgiven. We have our sin covered, as David talks about in Psalm chapter 32. Well, I did tell you just uh, not that long ago, what, a couple weeks ago, I played a clip of Emmanuel Macron uh, when he was at a uh, meeting in the EU with, uh, that's France's prime minister or France's leader. He was meeting with Biden at a, at a world leader event. I think it was G7. And um, there was a hot mic moment where Emmanuel Macron told Biden, told President Biden and, and his, his advisors, um, basically, you can fly over to Saudi Arabia if you want, but they don't have any more capacity to give America oil. That's what that's what Emmanuel Macron told Biden. What was supposed to be an off-the-record conversation got actually picked up by some journalists, and that's what um, that's what Macron said to Biden. And I told you I reported that on the show. Well, it turns out that was true, and I've got a report here from uh, Zero Hedge. Here's the headline. Oil surges after OPEC Plus shuns Biden with small output hike. Signals severely limited excess capacity. And so OPEC, uh, this is a a group of oil-producing countries in in around Saudi Arabia. This includes Saudi Arabia. But they they are at max, basically they're at max capacity. They can't put out more oil because of uh, operational limitations. And this uh, news report confirms that. So Biden basically wasted his time in Saudi Arabia trying to get more oil from them. And this leaves us really in one place, one conclusion, and that is let's uh, open the spigots more in America. Let's open the spigots more in America, and that would help. It would help a little bit. It's not a long-term fix, meaning uh, by if, if Biden would start opening the spigots, allowing uh, energy exploration, more production, et cetera, et cetera, it would increase the supply, and it would lower the prices. That's what was going on under President Trump, and we were actually exporting uh, energy as well. And so it was just a, a win-win for the American workers and uh, the energy industry and the country as a whole. 
that's really the long-term fix here. But furthermore, we must increase our refining capacity. We must increase our refining capacity. This is something that many people are not talking about. You know, they want to blame everything on Biden. And uh, the Democrats sure do cause a lot of problems. But one one thing that that American leaders need to do as well is they need to invest in uh, increasing refining capacity for fossil fuels and for oil. And everybody's all wanting to do the solar panels and the windmills and the wind farms, but uh, nothing produces energy like uh, fossil fuels. So we need to expand our refining capacity, which would severely uh, open up the supply and just flood the market with very affordable, very reliable energy. And it would be a, a winner all the way around for the American consumer and uh, and for other countries as well. We could export tons and tons of energy uh, to all of our allies around the world. So, but we need more refining capacity because we cover the story as well about how American refiners, oil refineries, are pretty much maxed out as well. I mean, they're doing as much as they can. So we need more refining capacity. How do you get that? You either expand the existing refineries or you build new ones, one of the two. You either expand the our current refineries or you build new ones. I don't care which one you pick, but we got to do one or the other. Uh, and we need to lean into fossil fuels now. We need to lean into fossil fuels and uh, and stop the, uh, the, quote, Green New Deal insanity that is bankrupting um, much of our country and causing a national security issue that we've talked about extensively on the show. Another story I want to get to while we're covering news before next segment, Washington, D.C. Mayor held a press conference the other day, and she called what is going on on our southern border a humanitarian crisis. And you want to know what brought Washington, D.C. to this point? Because Texas has been busing illegal immigrants by the hundreds and thousands to Washington, D.C. to let the politicians in Washington figure out this problem. Let's listen to the D.C. Mayor Browser, uh, clip three. Can you update us on your efforts with the migrant buses that are coming from uh, Texas and Arkansas that we see seemingly on an increasing basis down near Union Station? Uh, sure. So um, we are very focused and we continue to be very focused on having the federal government do its part. Uh, and take the lead in addressing what we see as a growing humanitarian crisis uh, with people who are seeking asylum uh, coming across the country to get uh, to their final destinations. And we're going to continue uh, to pursue uh, federal involvement. Oh, well, Mark, I think, you know, we've had a number of discussions. We facilitated FEMA's involvement with a million dollar grant that has now been increased uh, to work with our non a lead nonprofit agency. Uh, we facilitated using those grant funds to set up respite uh, a center in uh, a neighboring jurisdiction. Uh, and I've also asked uh, the Secretary of the Army uh, to deploy uh, the D.C. National Guard to help uh, lead that effort. Can you tell us a little bit more about that request? What is that going to look like? Do you plan on how long are you requesting the Guard for? Are you planning on a, like a processing center or something more formal than what's been going on on the sidewalk? 
the past few weeks? Well, we, we need space uh, and we, we need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up. Uh, and we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. Well, Madam, Madam Mayor, I can tell you where you need to go. You need to go about two miles down the street and talk to Biden, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Or you, Kamala. Or Kamala. <laughs> you, just depends on what day of the week it is. That's right. She is a border czar, right? Even though she's never been to the border. Oh, but Walker, she came within 30 miles. That's not the border. <laughs> she won't go to the border because she'll have pictures with a thousand illegal immigrants behind her. I'll tell you what the solution is. Shut it down. And it's not my idea. This goes back to Trump's idea and others. It's not fancy. You don't need scholars. You don't need think tanks. Shut the border down. I mean, we're we're a bunch of sore losers. And our mayors and our governors and our leaders, they speak from a position of defeat. And they speak as if it is always going to be this way. The status quo is that we will be flooded by millions of illegal criminals every year. That's a, what, a double negative, illegal criminals? We're going to be flooded by all these criminals every year, hundreds of thousands, millions. And that's just how it's going to be. So let's set up these massive processing centers. Let's spend billions of dollars assisting in the human trafficking operation that the cartels are leading. That's that's a winner, I'll tell you. No, how about this? How about we shut the border down? We shut the border down. We complete the Trump wall. We, de- we deport every single illegal that comes in the country. And then we tell Mexico, if you don't get a hold of this, we're cutting off trade and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, bump up the tariffs. And we'll stop sending you goods and we'll bring our manufacturing back to America. So Mexico, you can pick what you do with the millions who cross through your country to come into ours. AFA at the core, be back. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. My name is Abraham Hamilton III and this is the Hamilton Minute. According to the most recent reports provided by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, Researchers looked at fertility rates for women of all age groups and ethnicities and found the nationwide rate was 16% lower than what is needed for a population to replace itself. There has been much discussion about the demographic winter in various European countries. Well, that demographic winter has reached the United States. The first command God gave mankind in Scripture was be fruitful. But man has the penchant to fancy his own ways over God's. Rejecting God's ways always carries severe consequences. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Have you been witness to a child's prideful boast only to be quickly followed by eating a slice of humble pie? As a parent or mentor, it's hard to watch your girl foolishly declare herself an expert on a topic, misquote scripture, or act like a know-it-all. While socially painful, these are key learning moments for her. A well-known pastor once cautioned that pride is a sinister, stubborn, and strong enemy to the heart. So whenever weakness can crush our pride, we ought to receive it gratefully as a gift from God. Be the gentle voice she can bounce back to when pride falls knock her down a few rungs on the ladder. A voice who will walk her through repentance and joyfully receive a renewed mind each step forward. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills and to one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder Consider all the worlds thy hands have made I see the stars I hear the rolling thunder Thy power throughout the universe displayed Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee How great Thou art, how great Thou art When through the world and forest plays I wander And hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees When I look down from lofty mountain grandeur And hear the brook and feel the gentle breeze Then sings my soul, my 
Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to Thee. How great Thou art, how great Thou art. Welcome back. To the core here on American Family Radio, that was a well-known hymn, How Great Thou Art, by, that one was by Chris Rice. You can find multiple variations out there, uh, but that was uh, done by Chris Rice. And this hymn actually goes back, Bobby's a music guy. Bobby, this hymn goes back to 1885 in uh, Sweden. It was a little before my time, but not much. <laughs> what, a couple of years? <laughs> Bobby, what did you hear that in that Chris Rice uh, version? What was that? Just a piano? I didn't hear anything else. Did you? Nothing else. Beautiful. Nothing but piano. It's a great, Keep, great rendition. Yeah, keeping it simple. Wesley, welcome to the studio. Hey, glad to be in here, and I just appreciate uh, good hymns. That's right. There's a lot of theology in there, and um, I've learned to grow to appreciate all forms of worship music, and even the hymns. That form of worship music that has our genre is the mm. correct word. Isn't that right? Genre? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. You uh, have been paying attention. I have been paying attention. Uh, but yeah, so a uh, wonderful, wonderful worship music. Yeah, the, the, the debate about what type of Christian genre. music to play is, is settled with this question Does the music honor God? Yes. Is the music about honoring God? Yes or no? That so, answers the yeah. question. Is it edifying and glorifying to God? And within that, you know, little A there underneath that would obviously would include the question, is it theologically accurate? Things mm-hmm. like that. Exactly. So, um, and wonderful, wonderful. I, I, like I said, it's just in the last couple of years that I've grown to appreciate hymns as much as I appreciate some of the more contemporary music. So mm-hmm. I got a playlist right here on my phone I was thinking about. It's called Jesus Firm Foundation Hymns of Worship. Mm-hmm. It's an album of just hymns, different different artists with different artists. Uh, some nice. of the more modern artists that we're more familiar with, mm-hmm. uh, like Matthew West, he's on here. So, anyways, excellent. Add it to your playlist. Yeah, well, we do have with us a guest, Mark Hancock. He is a CEO of Trail Life USA. We told you we'd have him on last segment, and we do now. Hey, Mark, welcome to the core. Oh, well, thanks for having me. You know, I feel a little bit intimidated with guys who are using words like genre. Like <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that was, you know okay. what? That's the goal. That's what I was trying. I was really just trying to take my chest out. Yeah, and, and, and at least you weren't on like yesterday or last week where I keep using the word plethora. Plethora. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I heard okay. somebody else say it, so I just keep repeating it. Well, we and I are, hope I'm using it in the right context. And we are obviously, our headquarters is here in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I, and we're from here uh, locally and grew up and raised here in the South. And so we do, while we are very, we've got a tremendous amount of common sense and we're our, very our smart. Pl- our plethora. But our plethora Ooh, of common is. sense, nice. our way of communicating is very casual and laid back. And so I do find myself uh, talking very slangish, if you will. So yeah, layman, when I, when layman I can come up, Yeah, when I can come up with a very specific word, for a topic like genre, I just had to make sure to insert that. Well, in hey, it sounded good. I mean, Mark was impressed. Well, I started Aren't off you, Mark? with I started off with stuff, <laughs> and then I was like, "No, we're not going to go with stuff. We're going to go with genre." <laughs> 
Hey, hey, Mark, uh, tell tell our audience on a serious note. Tell us a little bit about um, the the work of Trail Life USA. We've had your uh, your founder on uh, before, one of the founders, and so tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing. Yeah, well, I love talking about uh, Trail Life USA. You know, we've got a plethora of troops. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Trail Life, Trail Life USA is a Christ-centered, boy-focused character leadership and adventure organization for boys who are organized in troops all across the country, over 40,000 members in all 50 states, over 900 churches. Walker now doing Trail Life USA troops, and it's what you would expect from an outdoor boys organization, uniforms and patrols and handbooks and a robust award system and character leadership and adventure development. But we're different from the other one that you may be familiar with because mm-hmm. we are Christ-centered, we're unapologetically Christian, and we are boy-focused, which means that we believe that boys and girls are different. And uh, so we're loving the ministry that's going on around the country to, to, to young men raising up the next generation. Wonderful. This is Wesley here. So uh, here just recently, because uh, Trail Life Uf- USA is the um, is the is a the main place for young men and and uh, to be discipled, and they they have re- replaced um, Boy Scouts of America, in my opinion, when it comes to providing a Christ-centered yet discipleship and all things outdoor. Now, I guess I kind of gave the question away there, or gave the answer away to the question. But for those that are still not quite understanding the difference and the uniqueness between what y'all do and what um, um, Boy Scouts of America do. Please help us understand the distinct differences. Here's why. Because I have just recently seen promotions locally uh, in our town of, of um, sorry, of um, Boy Scouts of America. And when I first saw it, I thought, why would you waste your time entertaining that? But then again, You'd be surprised how many people don't understand the distinctive difference between what y'all do. Yeah, and it's understandable because when you look at us, like I said, patrols and troops, and, and you can look at it and say, well, that's, that looks a lot like Boy Scouts. Sure. But uh, those two critical differences, if they matter to you, you don't really have a choice. Yep. Right. <laughs> if, if they don't matter to you, I would say, hey, pick the one that's closest to your house or whatever. But the two, the two distinctives, which you cannot say about Boy Scouts, is that uh, Trail Life is Christ-centered, Amen. and and we are boy-focused, hmm. and, and and we are turning boys into godly men. That's our goal. That's that's at our core. We're not an outdoor organization that's having a Christian experience. We are at our core a Christian ministry that uses the outdoors to grow boys into godly men. Now, if there was a better way of doing it, I would be doing that. <laughs> but the work that we're doing in, in Trail, you know, I was a youth pastor for years and ministry, a good part of my life. So I have found the way to turn boys into godly men. In fact, we have a proven process in Trail Life USA. It's a guarantee we make to the churches. And I, and I was a youth pastor for years. Like I said, if I had had a mom come up to me and said, will you guarantee you're going to make my son a godly man? I would say, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah, sure. But in Trail Life USA, we actually guarantee in our church partners, we tell them, if you do not see those boys being turned into godly men, we'll give your money back. You know, and it's only uh, $195 a year for, for the church to, to run it. Mm. So it's not a big amount of money, mm. but that's how strongly we feel about this proven process for turning boys into godly men. You're not going to find that in Boy Scouts. Mm. Uh, you know, you're going to find what you would expect there in terms of opportunities for leadership and character development, but you're also going to find a program where you don't know what you're going to get as far as uh, the values that are behind the program. We guarantee biblical values 
in our Christ-centered and our boy-focused program. You know, the Boy Scouts now open to girls, which we think girls are wonderful, but we think boys and girls are different. They don't think that. They think mm-hmm. that boys and girls, if you deliver the same prob- uh, program to both of them, you're going to get good results. We just don't think, and we think that boys need programs that are a program that's designed for their strengths. Mm. in order for them to succeed. Girls have American Heritage Girls, wonderful organization, been around for uh, 25 years, a lot longer than we have, doing a great job with the girls. We love them. We're good friends with American Heritage Girls, different organization, but we are focused on boys, Mm. and that makes us different from Boy Scouts. Hey, Mark, uh, before we let you go, I want to let you talk about this uh, e-book that you have available called Raising Godly Boys. Tell us a little bit about that, some of the content that's within it. Yeah, well, we studied uh, we studied boys. We consider ourselves the experts on boys in our society. Today. Like I said, the Boy Scouts have kind of left that space. And, uh, you know, I'm a mental health counselor, marriage and family therapist by, uh, at, at, by trade at, at some point. So taking all that and all the research that we've done, we've identified four problem areas for boys. They're, they are un, uh, they're unguided because there's so few, so few uh, male role models. They're ungrounded because we've taken away the biblical foundations that, that boys used to be able to stand on. They're unappreciated because we don't recognize that boys and girls are different. And they're uninspired because we've taken risk and competition out of their lives. You know, these whole participation trophies and we don't keep scoring those kinds of things. So and, and so those four things are hurting boys. And so our proven process to restore those things, we guide boys by giving them good, strong, Christian, vetted male mentors. We, we ground them by having a biblical foundation of trail life. We appreciate them by giving them uh, opportunities to explore the outdoors, be in the outdoors, uh, be boys. We let boys be boys. And we inspire them by giving them challenges and things that are beyond them to help them to stretch both physically, mentally, spiritually, so that they can develop the kind of confidence they need to, uh, to, to, to be good, godly men. So we take on those things. We call it our proven process because it's proven to turn boys into godly men. And uh, and that's what the book is about. If you go to the website right now, you can download it for free, uh, Raising Godly Boys. And uh, so we encourage your listeners to go do that, trailfusa.com, and you can find Raising Godly Boys. Hey, that sounds like a lot of the stuff that I, I, I'm, I have the opportunity to be a head coach to my son's baseball team. And there's a lot of value. A lot of things you were saying there falls in line with how I like to coach the young men that I get to coach. So that seems like a book that would be beneficial for a lot of people, not just uh, people that were interested in uh, Boy Scout are. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mark, uh, yeah. th- th- so thanks so much for coming on the core. Appreciate the work that you're doing over at Trail Life. Uh, keep it up, and we'll be sure to have you on again. Uh, it's my pleasure. God bless you guys for what you're doing. All right. Thanks so much. That's Mark Hancock. He's a CEO of Trail Life USA and uh, based out of South Carolina, but a national organization with troops all around. Uh, the country. So if you want to get that resource he mentioned, or if you, you're interested in actually starting a troop with your church, you can go to traillifeusa.com, traillifeusa.com. Uh, so important, Wesley, to have uh, groups like that uh, complementing uh, the work of AFA and other entities helping to raise godly young men. Yeah, we talked about briefly about the Boy Scouts, how they have of America that organization has completely left and abandoned yeah. the biblical role or the biblical concepts that the, the scripture teaches about male and female and and their emphasis on discipling young men and mm-hmm. and their and their understanding of what the scripture teaches in that area and now many other areas 
uh, that the Bible teaches on, they're not the only ones. Uh, the church has, in many places, has done the same thing. In fact, I got a story here with a couple minutes where we've got left. It says that New York churches invites drag queens to Pentecost service, and they called it worshiping in a drag, worshiping in a drag. Now, this church, after just a 30-second Google search, this is no surprise to them. Yeah. They've been doing stuff like this for, for quite some time. In fact, they had... Uh, it was um, drag queen uh, bingo. They've had other types of drag queens in their churches, but their but their church is not the only one. There's been uh, just to list off a couple of the churches across the country that have been involved in this uh, adopting of the drag queen uh, movement. Here you have um, uh, sorry, oh right here the Methodist Church and there's a Methodist Church in Illinois who had a candidate for an ordained ministry who was an openly gay man who also drag queen. Hmm. Uh, also, you have the Trinity Lutheran Church in Greenville, South Carolina. They also hosted a drag to church, and I won't even begin to get into the description yeah. of all that. And then the United Methodist Church pastor was recently dismissed after participating as a drag queen in the HBO reality series. Here we are. What I've got to say about this, uh, Walker, and then you can comment, is that as we see this more and more, we need to be reminded of the passage of Scripture that says this. It's 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 14 through 16, and it says this, Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do what is good? But even if you should suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. For, for Do not fear their hearts. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer for the anyone who asks for the hope that is within you and do so with gentleness and respect. You know, we got to be prepared. we got to be prepared and we got to be bold in giving a response to this. And we've got two great resources that AFA has put together hmm. for you on this topic. There's more, but the two most recent ones that have done the best as far as preparing you on this topic is In His Image, in his image and a new book that's come out just recently, Dangerous Affirmations, which you'll have Michael yeah. Perkins on. Yeah, In His Image is our one of our latest documentaries. And then the book by M.D. Perkins, Dangerous Affirmations, we'll have him on in the coming weeks to talk about that book, so we'll bring you that. Both of those can be found at our resource center, resources.afa.net, resources.afa.net. Wesley, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, glad to be on. Don't be frightened or dismayed. Go read the scriptures. Amen. We got to give a be ready to give a defense for the hope that is within us and why we believe what we believe. AFA at the core. Glad to have you with us for the show. We got one more segment left. We'll have Patty Garibay on with American Heritage Girls. You're not going to want to miss it. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at OneMillionMoms.com. That's OneMillionMoms.com. And thanks. 
What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. This is Bible League International. Thank God your pastor wasn't attacked on Sunday, but it happened to Pastor Nepo recently while preaching in Burundi, Africa. 20 radicals dragged him down the aisle to the front lawn where they beat him nearly to death because he's been faithfully sharing the gospel with Muslims and nearly 200 have come to Christ in his village where Christians are attacked daily. Anyone who comes to Jesus as their Lord and Savior are easily persecuted. In coastal India, Jayanth planted a church in a village with no Christians and today, more than half of that village follows Christ, but it did not come easy. His house was burned down twice, his wife was assaulted, and many in the church have been threatened with death, but they're not praying for an end to their suffering. They're praying for Bibles to endure and persevere. We're halfway to our goal to send God's Word to 16,000 Bibleless persecuted believers, and we need to wrap up in a week. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Will you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. Or give at sendbiblesnow.org. Send Bibles now.org and God bless you for caring. A young pastor once confessed to me that he had preached a sermon I had preached. I left out the German shepherd, he said, because I don't have a German shepherd. But other than that, I stole everything else. Do you know what happened? The people in the congregation told me it was the worst sermon I'd ever preached. And he said, I learned that God doesn't call me to be Steve Brown. He called me to be me. I learned that a long time ago. God didn't call me to be Billy Graham or the Pope. He called me to be me and you to be you. And just remember, God doesn't make copies, okay? I'm Steve Brown. You think about that. Share what you just heard with a friend. Go to youthinkaboutthat.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. We will take your calls towards the latter part of the segment here on the Core. Your calls, uh, questions, comments about the uh Topics we've discussed here on the show today, 888 is the number to call in. And we are still live streaming the video on our streaming platform, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. And uh, we're on Facebook as well with the video. Uh, and we will pu- push the podcast out to all the podcast platforms after the show. Uh, so you can go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I want to introduce Patty Garibay. She's founder and executive director of American Heritage Girls. She's uh, no no stranger to the core. Hey, Patty, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Walker. It's good to be with you. Well, uh, Patty, uh, t- tell our audience, those who, who haven't heard you in the past or don't know about your work, just give us a brief overview of what you do over at American Heritage Girls. Absolutely. American Heritage Girls is America's premier faith-based 
Biblical Worldview Scout-type Character Development Program for Girls. And it's dedicated to the mission of building women of integrity through service to God, family, community, and country. And AHC, as we call it, is all across the nation and even the globe. And girls participate in badge programs, service projects, leadership opportunities, service, outdoor experiences, all with an emphasis on Christian values and family involvement. And it is for girls ages 5 to 18, so literally all of girlhood is being addressed through the AHD program. Sisters in the same family can be in the same troop, which is a beautiful thing, and it's a very family-focused um, endeavor that partners with the church. You see, the church charters American Heritage Girl Troops and are able to use this as a discipleship program that could be an outreach, an in-reach, or any reach you want, but you want to reach the girls because they're important. Mm. Patty, one one topic you've been addressing and you've been focusing on recently is this issue, this culture of loneliness and isolation amongst teens, specifically in your case, girls, young young ladies. Um, we've got the age of the internet been around for some time now. Um, you've got the everybody's got a little computer in their in their hand. You've got the the multitude of social media platforms. I mean, it's information overload. And there's just a lot going on here emotionally, mentally with young women, with young girls. What are you experiencing? What are you seeing out there as it, as it, as it, as it relates to loneliness, depression, isolation amongst young girls? You might think with all that you just described, Walker, that we would be more connected feeling more together, more unified, but rather just the opposite is happening. Because of this lack of true relationship, true friendship, these online relationships are not true. They're not real. They're not, they can oftentimes even be fake relationships. And the girls are thinking that this is how their identity is being defined by who they are on the screen or what kind of Instagram profile they might have, how many likes they have, but rather what we are wired to be is relational, and that means true friendships. And this is a, a, a epidemic of loneliness right now because of the use of social media. I attribute it to that, the COVID isolation that has happened, the fact that Parents aren't talking to their kids like they need to. They're allowing the media to raise them up in the way they should go, and we know where that's going. And so it's really important that we begin to be intentional in our parenting, help our girls find places to become connected, to find true friends that actually share their core beliefs so that they can be affirmed in who they are and whose they are while having a good time. And I'll tell you, American Heritage Girls is a great place to find all of that. Yeah, that's so true. And, you know, you can you can do all kinds of activities and uh, and things online. Some of it might be productive, others not so much. But, uh, Patty, you just can't beat the face-to-face, human-to-human interaction, fellowship, discipleship, and emotional nutrition that comes from, uh, from these in-person relationships. I mean, you just... A computer screen will will not cut it in many cases, Patty. So true. And even secular institutions such as Indiana University have just recently done a study on the importance of friendship for youth. And it's very clear, even in that study, that when you have a friend that can support you, your anxiety is lowered. 
Your loneliness, of course, is lowered. Your ability to have better health, believe it or not, friends help you keep healthy, are all all benefits of what friendship is. And that's the way the Lord wired us. It is for relationship. We are to be together. So do not expect that a relationship online is going to ever substitute for the real life, face-to-face, doing life together kind of relationships that are so important to youth. That's right, Patty. And American Heritage Girls is set up in a perfect place, per- perfectly positioned uh, to provide a lot of this assistance to uh, to young families, to churches, and, and helping girls for sure. Patty, thanks so much for coming on the core. Oh, it's great to talk with you. Thank you so much, too. All right. Thanks, Patty. That's Patty Garibay, founder and executive director of American Heritage Girls, our website, AmericanHeritageGirls.org. That's her URL, AmericanHeritageGirls.org. And uh, Patty and her team and all these different uh, groups uh, joined with American Heritage Girls around the country. Uh, they provide a lot of that discipleship, a lot of that fellowship for uh, young women, young girls. Uh, they provide that through their program over at American Heritage Girls. And before I jump, uh, I want to cover a few more stories before I jump to calls. By the way, if you do want to call into the core, you can do so 888-589-8840, Just to recap some of the topics we discussed. For those who do want to call in, we talked about the energy situation, the energy uh, crisis with OPEC and domestic oil production, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about that in the first segment. Uh, we also had on uh, my brother Wesley Wildman. We talked about we talked with Mark Hancock about Trail Life USA, but Wesley also brought in the story uh, about the church, uh, the quote-unquote uh, church in, uh, up in the Northeast that was having this drag queen story hour garbage uh, in their in their in their uh, fellowship area, and uh, and how how that that's really moving in the wrong direction, and a lot of Christians are being deceived, and a lot a lot of people who claim to be Christians are not abiding by the Word of God, and so were they ever believers to begin with? I don't know. Only God knows, but their their behavior, their actions are definitely not looking like it. Uh, that's what's going on in some of these denominations with. Uh, uh, going going adrift, and we just got to get tethered back to the Word of God. We got to get tethered back to the Word of God, and we got to obey God and His Word in all aspects of our life and society. Uh, so those are the some of the uh, topics we've discussed. Triple eight five eight nine eight eight four zero eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. That's the number to call in. I've got an encouraging story um, out of California. So we covered the uh, the convenience store worker up in New York that got in this scuffle with this um, this guy coming in trying to rough up the convenience store worker, and he fought back. He defended himself, and he ended up actually uh, killing the assailant with a knife, and uh, he was uh, booked, charged with um, homicide, and actually he was let out, and uh, his attorneys are now defending him against and those charges were actually dropped. Uh, those, those fraudulent charges were actually dropped. So good for him, good self-defense story there. Um, in New York City. Well, you go over to California, you got a pretty similar situation here. You've got an 80-year-old convenience store owner named Craig Cope, and he had four individuals come into his um, come into his store late one evening with one of them with a, a semi-automatic rifle, and they're coming in there to rob. The, the store owner, this 80-year-old store owner who's in there by himself, they're coming in there to rob him, clearly, 
Well, he has a shotgun and he fights back, shoots one of them. The four flee and they ended up all getting busted. They all got arrested. So let's listen to uh, clip four. This is the the store owner, the 80-year-old store owner, uh, talking about how he was being attacked. They were trying to deprive him of his livelihood. Clip four, let's listen. There's a whole lot of people out there. They got no clue what it's like to try to run a small business. And when they're letting these people out, and we got bad people, let's face it, there's bad people. Bad people we don't need. We need to get them locked up because it's a scary situation when that happens. And uh, um, everybody works hard. They got bills to pay. These guys going to come in and take it away from you? Not here. Bad guys. He said bad guys got to be locked up. He's right. Bad guys got to be locked up. And uh, he went on to say, look, we're, we're here trying to work hard. We're trying to earn an honest living. And they want to come in and steal it all. They want to come in and steal it all. It's completely unjust, completely unfair. Shouldn't be allowed. And he said, I stopped it. And I stopped it. And so good for him. Good for him. You know, you, know, you want to know what America would look like if the group, the crowd who doesn't like our Constitution and doesn't like this thing called the Second Amendment, you know what our country would look like if they had their way? That 80-year-old store owner would have not been able to defend himself. He wouldn't have had the shotgun behind the counter. And so the criminals, I'll almost bet you, and I'll do my research after the show, I'll almost bet you that the semi-automatic rifle that the criminal came in with I'll almost guarantee you it was illegally it was illegally attained. I'll almost guarantee you that it was illegally obtained. And so the criminals, they're not going to follow the rules anyway. They're going to have their guns, mark my word, look at the cartels in Mexico. Mexico's got all these anti-gun laws. All the cartels got the guns. So the criminals, they're going to have their guns. You better bank on it. And so innocent people Law-abiding Americans need to have their uh, weapons to defend themselves. And so that's why we must protect the Second Amendment. People who follow the rules, who follow the laws, they ought to have uh, be able to possess firearms in order to defend themselves. And so good for this store owner uh, up there or over there in California. Well, Leo Terrell... Fox News commentator, he's never shy. He's never afraid to share his opinion. Here's what he had to say about this store owner and his Second Amendment right to defend his life. Clip two, let's listen. The Second Amendment, the right to bear arms, save this 80-year-old man, Ainsley. Where's Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden who talking about gun control? Those four criminals, they had illegal guns. This shop owner had a gun that he lawfully purchased, and he saved his life by having that gun. And look at those four criminals, Ainsley. They ran. They were scared because he leveled the playing field. He protected his livelihood, and he protected his life. That's the Second Amendment working for those who are law-abiding citizens. I applaud that man. Hopefully, he's, he's in the hospital. He had a heart attack. Hopefully, he comes out. And this is a deterrent to these criminals who are just running rampant in Democratic cities funded by George Soros. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, by the way, the store owner had a heart attack after that incident. It caused him to have a heart attack because of the trauma, the emotional trauma 
the physical trauma that he went through trying to defend his store. Uh, but he, he's thankfully since recovered. He's back, uh, back actually working back at, at the convenience store. And this is, this is um, America is set up, and American values are that if you work hard, then you will be rewarded. If you work hard, you will be rewarded. But what is happening in some parts of the country is the bad people, the lazy people, the, the criminal people, they are being rewarded for their bad behavior. And then the small business owners, the people who bust it, the people who work really hard, they are being punished. And, and this is not just in regards to law and order, but you look at the, at the tax setup and the welfare setup, it's all bent towards rewarding bad behavior. And we've got to stop this. We've got to stop this. As a nation, we've got to make it very un, unfair. We've got to make it very uncomfortable for the people who don't follow the rules. We've got to make it very uncomfortable for people who don't follow the laws, who don't follow the rules, and who don't do their part to contribute positively to American society. So we've got to make that a a very unpopular position to be in. Like, hey, I don't want to be a criminal. I don't want to be on the welfare state because it's not a good place to be. It's uncomfortable. And then we've got to continue to reward good behavior. We've got to continue to reward those who do right in our society. But in order to do that, what must we have? We must have leaders that subscribe to a a biblical worldview. We must have leaders that subscribe to the simple fact that God created all of creation that he created all of humanity, that we are under his reign, we are under his territory, we are under his control, and we must be good stewards of what he's given us. That worldview, the biblical worldview that I just described, must be the worldview of all of America's leaders if we truly want to prosper. We cannot continue to reject our creator and expect prosperity. AFA at the core. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.